You're listening to the Womanpreneur Podcast. Empowerment in business and life. Happy New Year from the Womanpreneur Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Melissa Motes, and I am here with my amazing partner and friend, Amanda McEwen. Hello. Happy 2020. Hold on. La la la. How did that make you feel? I don't like that sound. I know. I know this surprises everybody. I'm not into party favors, but (laughs) I don't appreciate that sound. It is a new year. Today is the first day of a new year. That's exciting business right there. (laughs) Think of all of the possibilities. My my silence is because I know people get very excited about a new year. Yeah. But I feel like it's just a day. I mean, it's just it's a new day the way yesterday was a new day. I don't I just don't put the same level of symbolicness, symbolism. Yeah. yeah. Eh, but well, I, I understand why it has the appeal. It it just it seems like it's a nice like you have permission to just wipe the past 12 months clean and start over again. I think that it's just uh there's a big mental shift for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It's like even though we know that every day is a new day and a new a chance to begin again or every moment is a new moment and you can begin again, there's just something really I don't know, like a fresh yearly planner like 2020 at the top and it's blank. It's like, I'm going to write in these pages. I always start out with my best handwriting. <laughs> and watch how it, how it goes downhill throughout the year. The busier the, the days get, the more I'm like, well, let me go back to that first page and see how it looked so pretty. <laughs> By October, you can't even read it anymore. Right. By October, it's just a hot mess. Right. But it's busy. It gets crowded. Yeah. There's lots of little arrows and little things going in different directions and do you scratch have, outs. Do you have a new Bujo for 2020? Like, do you do a new one for each year? So check it out. Okay. I was, I'm, <laughs> I'm so glad you asked, as a matter of fact. <laughs> I bought a Bujo bullet journal for those of you who don't speak the super trendy <laughs> insider talk that we talk. <laughs> if you need to know more about Melissa's Bujo, you should go back to our uh, Embracing Your Productivity Styles episode. Yeah. You can learn all about it. Yeah. I got a little boring on that episode, <laughs> but it's fine. No, you were very excited about it. I was excited. It's bullet journaling. If you don't know what that means, check it out, look it up. It's pretty cool. But I started with my very first Bujo, and now that I've been working with my Bujo for a few months, I now know how I want to rework my Bujo, oh. so therefore, I'm going to need to start a fresh one uh, for 2020, and okay. I've got a better plan. Are you going to wear this tiara while you write it? I am. I'm going to wear this tiara every day in 2020. For the, those of you listening, <laughs> she is wearing her 2020 tiara that is sparkly and shiny, as you would expect from Melissa Motes. Well, I was pretty pumped to wear a 2020 tiara because, I mean, we live in a time where we can say we live in 2020. That is just profound in itself. I'm sorry. But it's <laughs> it, does have cool. a nice, it has a nice ring to it. The last year I was really excited about was 1999. Oh, it's, yeah. it's been a while since then. Prince and I, we were singing some songs about that. We were going to party <laughs> like it was 1999. Mm-hmm. We did. Right. And, and the then, world did not end when the clocks couldn't catch up. How fun was that when everybody was <laughs> Y2K. like- Y2K. <laughs> Y2K. I remember my parents threw this huge uh, 
party that night for on New Year's Eve, and they had all these flashlights and all this stuff ready right. in case anything crazy went down. And everybody mm-hmm. was just so excited to see that it, nothing was going right. to happen, basically, and laugh about it. So that's what I think we did. some people genuinely thought that the world was going to implode. Yeah. Though, yeah, I know it was. It was kind of. It was. It was a lot of entertainment. It was a lot yeah. of entertainment. <laughs> so, but now it's 2020. Oh, I brought something for you today, Amanda McEwen. She brought me a hat, which I will not be wearing because <sighs> I caved and I wore the Christmas hat for a Christmas episode last week, and that was my gift to Melissa. I'm not doing it for the new year. Nope. We're we're, we're establishing even bigger boundaries. In our opposition of what we like. I bought Amanda a special (laughs) present and I walked in to our podcast shoot and she said, Melissa Motes, does that say cone hats (laughs) on it, on the packaging? And I said, yes, but these are special cone hats. And I said, no. (laughs) These are black and gold and they say 2020. This year I will. And then there's a blank space where you can write something in. And I filled it in for Amanda McEwen. <laughs> oh, and it says this year I will love Melissa Motes. But that, that, that's pretty much a given, but that doesn't mean I'm going to wear the hat. Well, my love just, is not represented by hat wearing. What if I just set it beside you? Um, we actually talked about how we're going to keep my side of the table clean. So I'm going to go ahead and stick this back over on your side. How about um, I put it can, in the middle? The plant can love Melissa. Mo- can we Can we uh, just agree that we can center it? So it's sure. not on your side. It's not on my side. It's Compromise. Like- yeah, I'll take it. We're good compromisers. But yeah, I, I think if her stuff keeps creeping over to my side, we're, we're doing a line down the center of the my table. My side is creative. Your side right. is organized. I or it's, born, it's clean. Yeah. yeah. I have, There's I have, nothing on it for those of you listening. <laughs> She's got clutter and I have nothing. It's not cluttered. It's actually very well organized yeah. over here. She it's, has her moats notes with her. I have my moats notes with me. A party favor and a hat. I have everything I need to have a very full, complete life. A whole life. This is all it takes. See, sometimes all you need are the little things like party favors and a tiara and you're good to go. Sometimes all you need is a cup of coffee and a 2020 tiara and you've got everything you need. Uh, So if you don't have a tiara, a 2020 tiara, another good way to start off the new year is with some goals. Yeah. And how do we like that for a segue? Was that, was that, that work? Was solid. <laughs> I think we needed to get on topic eventually. I liked the way you just worked okay. that in. It, it didn't feel right inside, <clears throat> but I, I had to go with it. Way to drive the bus, Amanda McKeon. But here's So I, again, this is probably not surprising. I don't do New Year's resolutions okay. because again, I, I set goals throughout the year and I don't put a lot of energy into January 1st being time to do it. Yeah. But I feel like I'm in the minority on that. Do you do resolutions? Do you make resolutions? Um, I feel like I always have resolutions. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I've, I'm always setting new goals. Yeah. And um, But I, I do really enjoy writing them down in the beginning <laughs> of a new year, right. freshly in my brand new Bujo, because mm-hmm. it's nice. I, I laugh, but you'll appreciate this. I actually do think that a, a really good part of setting goals is to, whatever your system is, make a note in your phone, write it down, use your Bujo, 
type it into your computer, whatever system works for you, but figure out the steps that you need to take or can take towards that goal. Because it's really easy to think about the things that you want to do. And I always live in my head, but sometimes you can't just leave stuff up there because that's not a step-by-step process. So it makes it more difficult to really get started. Where if you have that checklist or to-do list, which we know you love, you can check things off as you go and it's not so overwhelming. Yeah. Well, I am glad to hear that you are behind writing some things down or, you know, getting them out of your head at least. I mean, don't use a paper and pencil. No, I'm kidding. If you need to use paper and pencil, do it by all means. No, but they, there's actually, uh, it's a scientific fact that if you write things down or Mm -hmm. you visually see them before you, you know, it's, it's a reminder and it actually going through the process of writing something down helps you get clearer Mm -hmm. on being specific about what it is that you want. And I think there's a lot to be said for that. As a matter of fact, I have a few notes notes that I would like to go over. I wonder if that sigh of mine was audible to our listeners. (laughs) Every time she brings out the notes. I have listened to a few of our episodes and I have heard you sigh. (laughs) I've also part- heard myself being really stuffy in a few episodes, really but stuffy. I had really bad I had really bad allergies for a few months, oh. and I was listening to myself, and I was like, "Geez, Louise, my nose is like I'm not stuffy. <laughs> I'm like, it's okay, Snuffleupagus, Snuffleupagus, it's like Snuffleupagus, but it's kind of aardvark shaped. Yeah, well, <laughs> just to put that out there, hey. <laughs> You can go ahead with your notes now. I'll just sit over here. All right. Well, I like the fact that you asked the question about do I set, you know, New Year's resolutions? And that was a really really good question. Even though you're not wearing my party hat, I brought you. Mm -hmm. Um, There are a few things to consider about goal setting that I found to be very interesting. There are different types of goals. As a matter of fact, there are four different types of goals to know about. Okay. Okay, professor. All right. (laughs) Number one is called a stepping stone goal. Stepping stone goal. Stepping stone (laughs) goal is a smaller goal that helps you lead to Mm. your bigger goals, obviously. Little stepping stones. Uh, Short-term goal is a goal that will take usually about a year or a little less than a year. Okay. Um, Anything between now and about a year from now. Long-term goals are uh, something that you want to accomplish in the future, but are going to take longer. They're going to require more time, more planning. Um, They're not something you can do necessarily in a week, months, or even Mm -hmm. a year. And then we have lifetime goals. So lifetime goals are things that obviously you're going to work on that are going to take you your whole lifetime to achieve. Like maybe if one of your dreams is to, you know, have a family, um, buy a home, start a business. Um, this, this example online made me laugh because I don't know why it did, but become a big time executive. Oh, big time. (laughs) Big time. I was like, Hey, (laughs) Hey, big time. I was picturing like a cartoon suit wearing like, I don't know. There was just a really interesting cartoon that it's played animal. out in yeah. my mind. Yeah. Did so, you put that on your list that one day you would like to be a big time no, exec? That wasn't one of mine. But okay. <laughs> um, anyway, big time. Uh, uh, and then or travel the globe, yeah. travel the world. So these were some thoughts. But I did like the idea of really having the awareness of when you're goal setting, 
asking yourself, okay, what kind of a goal is this? Is Mm -hmm. this a short-term goal? Is this a stepping stone goal that's going to help me lead to something I'm working on? Am I really thinking about more of a long-term goal or a lifetime goal. And I think it's important to know the difference and to really pay attention to what you're you're setting up for yourself because I think it's easy to overwhelm yeah. ourselves oh, with yeah. goal setting. I yeah. think goal setting can actually create a lot of anxiety <laughs> if right. you're just like a loose cannon goal setter. Like <laughs> right. if you're, you know what I mean? I do. So but I think yeah. it's also important to remember that goals can change and it's okay to change your mind. If you get down the process of the one goal and it's not working for you, yeah. y- you can change directions. But And that's one of those pitfalls that a lot of people get trapped in is they have their mind set on one thing and they get hyper-focused on that one thing. And then maybe at some point they know inside that that one thing is no longer the best option for them, but they've already committed so much time to it that they just keep going anyway. And it, it, it can eat at you for quite a while mm-hmm. and, and you're, it takes away from your happiness. So it's okay sometimes to say, you know, I really thought I wanted to do this. I have put some energy into it and now I realize this is not right for me. So I am going to change directions. I'm going to do something else now. Course correction. We're big fans. Yep. And, and sometimes your long-term goal, things can just fall in place and it could become a short-term goal and it happens for you. Yeah. You might think, okay, it's going to take me two years to get to the place where I want to be. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly something happens and now it's right in front of you. And you're like, wow, that was quicker than I thought. Different kind of course correction because now you have to react to what's happened. Yeah. And that could be a great thing too. That could be like an example of starting a business, you mm-hmm. know, and thinking it's going to take a lot of time for it to to grow. And like some similar to what happened to Jamie, you know, it was mm-hmm. like overnight. Oh, yeah. That was just like <laughs> such a huge success. That's such a good problem to have, but it can happen. Right. But I do like what you were saying about, it's an interesting thing how sometimes people believe something is, um, you know, something that that they're super passionate about or they want to do or they, they picture themselves in a certain career or they picture themselves in a certain role or doing something in their life and then they start working toward it and then it feels all mm-hmm. wrong. But because they've invested time mm-hmm. and energy in it, they're going to just keep pushing forth, even though it feels wrong in every (laughs) thread, every fiber of their being. Um, Don't do that. How many people do you know who actually do the job they went to school for? I don't think anyone. I know very few people. It's like at 18, how do you know what you're supposed to do or how you want to do? You haven't even tried things. You haven't learned things. I think it's shifting a little bit now where younger people are not going straight to college and picking a major right away and they're trying a few different things. But most of the people I know, and I'm, I'm all for education, so it's not yeah. a, a knock at the, the college process. But sure. at 18, when you're making that decision, and at that time, I didn't know. I just, I picked business because I knew that I could apply that to every aspect of my life. And I did that for the, the two years. And then I had to really pick something and I just picked finance because money. I mean, you need to apply. I didn't, I, I didn't get a degree in finance. I, right. I course corrected and went a completely different direction. So, but I, I remember working with graphic design artists who went to dental school and just such a variety of people pick one path and some other opportunity comes their way or they just realize. Are they just feel super inspired by something yep. that crosses their path and they're like, again, course correct. Right. And then they go that way. Mm-hmm. We live in a really cool time in a lot of ways. Like 
I mean, it's it's really exciting that you know you can graduate from high school and you. I mean, you don't even have to be done with high school and you can start a mm-hmm. business. You know, you can be a freelance freelancer entrepreneur. I mean, you could be in second grade and be <laughs> like, I'm taking this lemonade stand to higher heights, people. You know, I mean, really, I could see a little kid with like a little pay square, <laughs> no. like a PayPal account, like a little right. iPhone, and like, um, I accept credit cards and also debit cards. <laughs> well, that sign here. <laughs> that was my brother and I. I guess that would be our, our first experience with running a business was in elementary school. We would go to uh, Pace, which was our version of Costco, and we would buy the bulk candy bars, and then we would take them to school and sell them to the other kids for a higher price. And we did that for a little while, and then other kids started to do it, and then the school said, no, you can't do that anymore. But but for a little bit of time, I know. know? But for, for a brief period of time there, we had our little candy bar selling business. I didn't have. I haven't thought about that in a very long time. That's a really fun thing to think about. And when you were talking Mm -hmm. about you and your brother and your business endeavor, I was thinking about how my brother and I, both two of my brothers and I, used to play basically like this. This I don't know. I don't know if you want to call it a game, but he'd my brother, my older brother would say, "All right, I'm going to be the boss." And you're going to be like the receptionist. And then I'm going to go sit over here. The funniest part was he was in his tidy whities He was just like hanging out in his underwear. And he'd like in the, in our basement, we had this like old desk. It was not, it was an unfinished basement. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. And there was this old desk and my brother would like sit there and put his feet up on the desk and he'd be in his tidy whities Was he a big time exec? He was a big, he was a big time executive. And my name was Susie Maroon. That was my name I made up for myself. <laughs> and I was like his receptionist and I'd be like, all right, big time executive. I don't even remember what I would call him, but we would like play these silly, like, you know, games, kids play or whatever. The funny part is, is now he is the president of a company. Um, but I, I think he does put on more clothes than that. He when wears he goes pants to work. To work. <laughs> he wears pants. That's good. <laughs> I'm going to have to remind him of this. I'm going to write him a note. I'm going to email him and sign it, Susie Maroon. <laughs> you should do that. And also m- maybe gloat a little bit about the fact that you don't have to wear pants to work. Ooh. Yeah. I could wear my tidy whities to work any day I want. <laughs> right. <laughs> and be a big time executive. <laughs> I might even carry a briefcase around my house just because I can. <laughs> I would like to see this photo posted at some point okay. very soon. I will be sure to do that. Right. But um, <laughs> I love our. Have you heard of the trend right now that kids are selling slime? Slime? Entrepreneurially. And they really? Are making, some kids are making hundreds of thousands mm. of dollars a year. Children Oof. selling slime that they, they make do your, yeah. and then sell. Wow. That is pretty yeah. cool. But, and the, that's the great thing about the time that we're in now is there are so many opportunities for people of all ages. I mean, you hear about, you know, there are people who have retired and they start making crafts or something at home, something that they just love to do as a hobby. And then they've got their little Etsy shop. I don't, I didn't mean it little as in a degrading way, but yeah, they have their Etsy shop and that's- you know, it's funny. I, I just had coffee this morning with our good friend, Jack, mm-hmm. and he is of retirement age. And he said something really awesome that I love today. He he said that he was giving some advice to someone who's talking about retiring in life. And he said, I told this person, don't think about what you're re- retiring from. Mm-hmm. Focus on what you're going to retire to. Mm-hmm. 
And I yeah. thought that was so beautiful. Yeah. And actually the way he said it, I got a little teary-eyed when he was because <laughs> it was just it was a really beautiful conversation we were sharing in and he was talking about how a lot of people um, when they get to that time in their life, it's like they're thinking in this wind down mm-hmm. mindset. Um, and he said, no, he said, it's more of a transition of retiring to something. Right. So to just to add to what you said, as far as what what's something creatively that you've always wanted to do that, you know, you, maybe you didn't do when you were working your corporate day job or whatever, that would be an awesome time to explore that. Start that Etsy store. Maybe make, make it a slime. Goal. What? Maybe make it a goal. Maybe make it a goal. You are on, you are on fire today. <laughs> Just trying to, again, wrangle, wrangle us back to I like our, it. our topic hey, at hand. Speaking of goals, oh. I have more stuff on my notes notes that I want to... <laughs> <clears throat> me, me, me. Okay. Let me just tell you a couple more things. Okay. Have you ever heard about SMART goals? I have. Do you know what it stands for? At one point in my life, I did. Do you want me to remind you? Sure. Let's do that. All right. SMART. Specific. Is an, is an acronym. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Sorry. That was very good. You were off to a great start. Okay. Let me see if you can really remember. So specific know. is the S in SMART. Do you remember what M is? Measurable. Look at it. Ding, 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 ding. We should have some sound effects I know, right here. But I, I, okay. I think I might stop after that. Um, do you remember what A is? Is it attainable? You're basically the same idea. It's achievable. Achievable. Okay. But yeah, that's a synonym. So I'm going to completely <laughs> give it, you a ding. It's been a while since I've been in school, guys. So. <laughs> and R. do you remember the R? I don't believe so. Relevant. Oh, that's and, a really good one. Yeah. And then, uh, do you remember the T? No, I think I'm out. Time-based. Oh, no, I wouldn't have known that. So, <laughs> and, and so basically we've got SMART goals are specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-based. And basically, just to kind of summarize what each one really means is when you're goal setting, you want to be very specific Mm -hmm. about the goal that you have in mind. You don't want to just say, I want to start a business. That's way too vague. You you need to say, what kind of business do I want to start? I even wrote on the moats notes here, (laughs) don't be vague. Oh, hey. Interesting that you chose that word. Yeah. Yeah. We we aren't always completely on opposite pages. Sometimes, sometimes we agree. We do agree. <laughs> we do agree on the important, the important stuff. Yeah. But so be very clear on what your goal is that you're setting, um, and really define it. And the more specific and the more detailed you can be when you're writing down your goals, um, the better. And then on being measurable is how are you going to track your progress? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? How do I feel about measuring your progress? Yeah. I, I don't have a specific. How would you evaluate? How would you evaluate or... um, Have I started my business or not? (laughs) I was going to try to stick with the same example, but it is... I mean, if your, say your specific goal has to do with your social media marketing, because that's always a big one. And it's one that we know I struggle with. But if your goal is to... I want to say increase engagement because I think that's the most important thing, but that's a little more difficult to measure. But if you have a business account, you can look at the analytics. But let's go to something more simple. If you want to say, I want to increase my followers by 
X number. Say maybe you want to increase it by a thousand. That's a measurable thing. You can say, okay, I started with 230 and now I have this amount. And so you're working towards that specific goal and you're able to measure your, your success or not success towards there. I don't want to use the word failure. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. That, that's very, very nice of you to not I feel like I'm that. being tested. Do you guys no, get that you're impression? not being tested. But have you noticed, maybe, maybe, maybe you haven't, but if you've gone back and watched some of the uh, episodes where you have notes, you're a little more snarky when you have the piece of paper in front of you. And it's, it's fantastic. There's, like, there's, a, there's a little attitude that comes along with your prepared statements. I like to call it sassitude. S- a lot of sassitude going on. I'm a little sassy. I like it. It's because you're tiara I, too, I'm sure. I have a tiara on. <laughs> and the fact that, did you notice that this even has a header on it? It's got our logo on it. I mean, this is like a quality Moats notes that two, I put together. Two weeks in a row that two she has I feel printed on letterhead <laughs> her Moats notes for our podcast. Listen, I... Because I sometimes have a hard time when, when we just, I mean, we wing it sometimes as far as like where we like to let our, our yeah. uh, conversation organically flow. And that's what we mm-hmm. always do. We're not like super scripted with anything we do. But I oftentimes we've had a, a topic that we've touched on. And then after our um, shoot, I'm like, dang it, I wanted, I would have loved to have shared this or I would have loved to have remembered that particular moat note point and so, I forget. So did so. you make a specific goal to come to the podcast episodes prepared? Yes. And can you measure it by I can measure watching the episodes and, and by the level of sassiness <laughs> that I'm bringing to the table today. Okay. There you go. But I did want to get back to um, the smart goals breakdown. I just want to, yeah. So we're on mm-hmm. a, which is achievable. And um, yes, uh, you want to soak up the big picture, but um you want to be able to chunk down your big picture. You need to be realistic mm-hmm. about what you can accomplish. Yeah. And and that doesn't mean to, to cut your, your goals short or to, right. to, to limit yourself, but you need, it always goes back to being honest with yourself. And are you setting an achievable goal or are you maybe maybe shooting a little high that where you're just setting yourself up for disappointment? I think, I mean, I think setting a goal as big as you can imagine is in my opinion, where you should set it, actually go beyond it. I think wherever you aim for, um, go, go further. I, that's, that's mm-hmm. the way I like to, to roll because wherever you're shooting toward, that's where you're, where you're going to hopefully, you know, uh, hit on the target. And, um, I always like to think really big and grandiose, but I think that it's just important to to remember to chunk it down and to do that stepping stone, mm-hmm. have smaller goals along the way that are going to get you to that big goal. So like one of my, you know, very simple examples is I remember a few years ago, I wanted to lose 35, 40 pounds. That's a lot of weight to lose, but I was like, I'm going to lose, you know, five pounds many times. <laughs> See? <laughs> And that felt great. Or mm. I'm going to lose one pound hey. 40 times. <laughs> and that felt a lot more like manageable in my mind. Right. So whatever it takes for you to to take those bite-sized pieces and make them palatable and, and easy for you to kind of work through, um, you're going to inch your way toward that, that really big and, goal. And it's a psychological thing too. It because is. when you set those stepping stones like that, once you lose that five pounds, now you're excited 
And now you feel like that next five pounds, well, I already did it once, I can do it again. It, it, it boosts your confidence. Whereas if you just start off with 40 pounds, until you get to that goal, it's really easy, I'm sure, to be frustrated in between and say, I'm not there yet. I'm not making right. as much progress as I wanted to. And, and then you start beating yourself up. And once you lose that confidence and you're feeling badly about yourself, now you're going to make poor choices. They're going to take you away from your goal You'll also. backslide. Yeah. So. And it's important to celebrate along the way. Yes. So when you have a bigger goal in mind and you're doing the you know, kind of connecting the dots toward that really big goal by doing those smaller stepping stone goals. Celebrate along the way. You know, it's like put on your Do I put tiara. On a tiara. <laughs> Just saying. Um, and uh, I wanted to also mention uh, relevant. So that one stumped me for a second because I was like, mm -hmm. relevant is my goal relevant? Every goal is relevant. So I was like, heck yeah, my goal is relevant. But I, I was doing a little more digging and doing a little more research on what that meant. And it said, are there any outside variables that are preventing you from being able to tackle that goal or take that goal on? So being aware of any kind of outside variables or roadblocks that might you know, hold you back um, to work through those first so that you can clear the way for your, you know, to make your goal relevant. And then also another thought on this topic was, will this goal improve your life in some way? And I think that's a really important question to ask yourself when you're goal setting. I think it's also a matter of order sometimes, like in what order you do things towards your goal. Yeah. Because and we run into this at the studio sometimes where people are getting their businesses started and they're saying, I don't know what order I need to do things in. Yeah. And it's not always the same for everybody. But if you say, okay, I'm, I'm working towards making this product or service available for sale. And you're worried up front about maybe your goal is I need to get all of these followers and all of these things with, before you even have the product. Sometimes that can be out of order. Sometimes you do want the audience before you have something to sell, but sometimes you can get so wrapped up into what if I don't have this ready yet? Or what if I build an email mailing list based on, I'm going to give you a 20 minute free consultation. And then what if I don't have 20 minutes free, but at this point you don't even have one client yet. You're right. worried about the time, like you're, you're kind of ahead of, of yourself. You have to like, build the bridge when you get right. there. Once yeah. then when you have so many clients that you don't have 20 minutes free, that's great, but then you can reevaluate. Yeah. But sometimes the, the relevance, you have to kind of, again, chunk things down into different steps and say, okay, well, if I do this thing now, is that relevant to what I can achieve first? Or should I maybe put this off until later? Yeah. And it's interesting too, because sometimes as quickly as we can talk ourselves into something <laughs> is as quickly as we can talk ourselves out of something. And you need to give your idea or your inspired thought um, a chance. So an inspired thought is that that idea that pops into your head that feels so magical and lights you up inside and you say, oh my gosh, I need to do this. I need to make this, or I need to get a hold of this person or whatever that is. Um, listen to that. That's your intuition. And it's usually guiding you. Unfortunately, I have seen too many people set a goal, work towards the goal, put themselves out there, say, I'm ready to go, and then give up in two weeks because 
they didn't have the results that they wanted right away. And oh, I think man. that patience comes in and it should be part of your goal setting, that it's good to have an expected amount of time. But say back to your example, if you hadn't lost 40 pounds by whatever date, would you have just given up and walked away? I'm like, well, okay, didn't happen. I'm going to eat a cake. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, please call me if you're going to eat a cake because yeah. you, you know I'm going to help you. I'll give you a slice. Just but one? No, hey, if, if I'm going to throw in the towel on my, <laughs> I'm throwing my goals away, I might eat a whole cake. We could each but have one. Yeah, we could just sit cake. down, one cake on this side, one cake, and two little Would floors. you wear this? I would not wear the hat. <laughs> Okay. I was just wondering. You could keep trying, but I am very firm. In well, my... yeah, I know. I know you're a tough it's, one. Remember, it needs to be achievable. I do love the fact that you're true to yourself, Amanda McEwen. Thank you. But going back to relevant, um, you know, in this topic, the the next one after it is time-based. And right. that, that oh. lends to your point. Look at you being on the ball. But yeah. <laughs> Without notes. I think choosing a finish line uh, time frame is a good idea. Mm-hmm. I think but keeping it loose because like you said, you're not going to, you shouldn't give up on a goal just because you haven't made it within um, the the timeline Mm -hmm. that you created in your head. That's just unfair. But I think that having, it's more like mile markers, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to get to this step, hopefully by around this period of time. But if I don't make it there by that period of time, I'm going to still keep on trucking. But I think if you don't keep any kind of, um, timeline in mind, that's when you get very fair weather with your goals. It's like you're a major fair weather goal setter. What? Fair fair weather goal setter. Are you a fair weather goal setter, (laughs) listener (laughs) or viewer? (laughs) No, I I think that we've all been fair weather with certain goals. Yeah. I mean, timelines are are kind of arbitrary in a way. They are. Because when you make the goal, it might be very achievable and relevant, but your life changes. Yeah. And you don't necessarily know how long it's going to take right. to achieve something because you've never done it before. That It's new. And the way, at least for you and I, both of our businesses, uh, it's very fluctuating mm-hmm. and we don't always know when things are going to come to us and when they're not. Yeah. So you might sit down, okay, this is a slow period of time. I'm going to work on this. Here's my timeline based on what my schedule is now. And then you land a giant client and suddenly all that free time just went away, which is great because it's working, working towards paid, paid work and you're having mm-hmm. fun with it, but it took away from your goal. That doesn't mean that you just drop the goal altogether. It just means you have to reprioritize and then figure out how to make that time to still work towards your goal, even though you have less free time than you thought you would. Absolutely. Adjusting. So what is your goal right now? Or what are your goals? Maybe take a second to write them down or put them in your phone. We would love it if you would tell us what those are, because number one, you tell somebody and now you're accountable for it. And we would love to be your accountability buddy. Yeah. Little shout out to Carissa. Carissa. <laughs> I love that word, accountability buddy. But yeah, or tell somebody, because that's another thing. A lot of times people keep their goals inside because they don't want anybody to know if they don't achieve them. Because again, it's that, that word failure is looming over them, but it's it's not that serious. Sometimes if you don't achieve a goal, 
it, it doesn't mean you failed. It just means you've shifted priorities. And you know what else is kind of fun about saying a goal out loud or sharing it like on social media or whatever? It's just kind of fun to hear what it sounds like being said out loud. Like, I'm going to be a big time exec. Be a big time executive. <laughs> I'm still stuck on that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it made me chuckle when I saw that yeah. today. I was like, hee, hee, hee. But um, yeah, but like I'm going to blank. Just saying it out loud, there's magic in that. Mm -hmm. And and you're giving power to it and you're putting energy around it. And it's going to add to mm -hmm. your uh, taking an actionable step. Mm -hmm. And that's where we're at. And to me, that's a motivator because yeah. I, I've talked about how, for me, when I say I'm going to do something, yep. I'm going to do it. And it's, it's, and it's great. And there's so many possibilities in that. I've, I've been talking to a DP friend of mine. It's a director of photography, somebody I worked with and kind of lost touch with and then got back in touch with. And he's been really busy on all these major network shows, but he's like, I want to make a movie. And we, if we go back to you know, <laughs> our passion projects episode, we know that one of my passions is motivating others to fulfill their passions. And so he said he wants to make a movie. I said, okay, well, let's do it. And then I'm getting, I'll get these texts every now and then. He's like, are we going to do this? I'm like, you clearly forget. I'm a doer. So you said out loud, this is what you want to do. So it's happening. Like, mm -hmm. it's, it's out there in the world now, even if it's just you and I that know about it. And now our, our listeners and viewers know about it. But mm -hmm. it's that once you, for me, once I say something that I'm going to do something, Absolutely. I'm all in. And that yeah. that's fun for me, yep. especially if it's something that I haven't done before. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's fun it. too, if it's been something that's like been marinating inside of you for a really long time. It's like, we all have those things that, you know, we think about over and over and over again. What are you catching yourself daydreaming about? Like when you just have a moment to let your mind wander, where does it take you? You know, what are, what are you thinking about for yourself? Do you when, do vision boards? I have done. I actually do have a vision board mm -hmm. in my office. Yep. So I, I think that's a great thing. I, this probably surprises you that I'm on board with that. No, I think I'm I, on board it, with the vision board, but yeah. I think because it's that same thing where your subconscious is thinking about a lot of stuff that you might not even realize. So it, and it ties in with that instinct and the intuition and it's, you, you get those nagging feelings, but sometimes you'll just kind of shoo it away because that's not realistic. I can't do that. And that's, you can do it, but there's part of your inner self that's saying, no, that, that's, that's crazy. That's too big. I can't do it. But that's why I like a vision board, whether it's words or photos or anything. And it's basically just a, a visual depiction of the things that you want in life. Because then, and if it, you place it somewhere where, like where you are often, and so maybe if you work from home, it's in your home office or wherever you spend the most amount of time and you can look at it, even if you're not actively looking at it, your subconscious is picking up on those things that you've, you've declared in a way, I want these things. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting too, I learned um, from uh, someone I follow who's really big on vision boards is writing, I have at the top of your 
vision board or I am. Um, so if it's like, if there's like pictures of like the physicality of like, let's say uh, a body type and a weight and that type of thing, like uh, like the, the picture of fitness, you know, like the picture of health right. to your mind, like what that looks like to you, you write, I am. Why are you laughing? I'm so sorry. I'm laughing because of our conversation earlier, because you did just lose some more weight and you're wearing a, a, a shirt that shows off your waist and you're in your new jeans. And, and earlier we were talking, Talking about that, and I just said, "You look really good because you, you're looking very curvy." And as a straight up and down person, I always envy that in others. And Brent was like, "Straight up and down person." What's a straight up and, and down person? Meant, I, I'm I'm pretty much straight up and down. I'm not a curvy girl, but so it was just one of those things. That when you're talking about body types, and I've told you before, I see things as cartoons in my head. There was there's a straight up and down body type, and then there was a curvy body type. Well, so that's thank that's you. why I was laughing. Sorry, you thank you for the nice compliments mm -hmm. today. You made me feel good in my, I bumped my new jeans and I was like, <laughs> Hey, feeling good today. But, but yes, but when you're making your vision board, if you have like a, the picture of health to you, right? Whatever that looks like to you, maybe it's somebody who's like super ripped and has great abs and a six pack, you know, or maybe it's just someone who just looks healthy and has beautiful glowing skin and they're just an average body type, whatever that is for you. But it's saying, I am this. Now she's laughing again. Can't even get serious about my no, body type I, I, stuff. I can't. She's got cartoons well, going on. No, in her, because her head. like in my hand, it's it's a six pack, but also holding the cake. It's, oh. it's, it's both. You want the best. You want to have yeah. your cake and eat it too. I, I do have my cake and eat it too. I know. Well, you're lucky. <laughs> yes. My, my brain is going in weird body. places today. I like yes. it. I like it a lot. Yeah. But, and if it's a material thing, it's saying, writing the words I have mm -hmm. above them. Because when you're visualizing, you want to think in context of already having those things. So it's not that it's something you want to have, even though it is something you want to have. You want to put yourself in that thinking and feeling and visual, visualization place of that you already have those things. And you're, so, you're adopting an attitude that says, yeah. I already have these things. Yes. I, am this way rather than saying I want or I, I am going to, which are, are all good too. You just want to keep it affirmative. Mm -hmm. And because sometimes you do have to trick your mind and it's a weird thing because you're tricking yourself, but in a sense you do because there's a lot that goes on in the subconscious mm -hmm. that we're not even aware is happening. And so <sighs> shifting that beings. mindset in that way and saying I have, and we, it's always that one of the uh, words that it's used for it is the abundance mindset yeah. where you, you've come from a place of abundance instead of lack. Yeah. So you're not struggling. You don't, when you use those negative words, like, you know, I'm struggling or I don't have, or I can't, that affects you in the, in the opposite way of saying I can have, and I will have, and I do have. Yes. And you use positive words and it's, it, it tricks your like wiring. Re, it's retraining your brain. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually listening to a really awesome book right now by uh, Marie Forleo. Mm -hmm. It's called Everything is Figureoutable. <laughs> I like that. Isn't that a great title? Mm -hmm. And um, I'm listening to the audiobook, and she narrates it herself. And I love her writing style. Uh, she's very just, she's cute. She's smart. Um, everything is very... Um, sassy, but, you know, easy to digest. And I just love her motto. And her thing is, um, she says, what if you replaced all of your I can'ts with I won'ts? Mm. Because she says, 
that's way more honest. Oh. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I could feel the burn yeah. when I, I was like, ooh, I was like, what are my I can'ts? And I was kind of going through my mind and I was replacing them with I won'ts. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, Marie Forleo, <laughs> you're good. And she says, you know what though? As soon as you're real with yourself and you own the fact that you won't rather than you can't, it's a, there's a really big power shift around mm-hmm. all of that. And then how you um, can move forward with with the things that you're willing to do, the things you can do. Yeah. And uh, anyway, great book. Check right. it out. Well, and I also think though that and you have to be true to yourself when you're making these goals yeah. because there are other people in the world who will try to tell you it's a bad idea because you can't do that. There's a lot of negative talk from others sure. that can seep in. And I just saw Billie Eilish speak at this event and she was talking about her music and her art and the different things that she does. And for a 17 year old, she was very insightful. And she mm-hmm. was talking about basically you need to do it for yourself. Like what it, cause if you're, you're making your, your stuff, whatever it is, it's music, your business, your art, you are making it for what you think other people want. And she said, she didn't mean this to sound morose, but what if everybody around you drops dead? Mm-hmm. And then they're not there anymore and you're not happy with what you've created because you didn't create it for yourself. What are you left with? Right. And I think that that really set in because it's like, yeah, so many people are doing these things for other people. And you know and, what? Your life is your work of art. Right. Yeah. And so you have to work. You have to set goals that are going to enhance your life, your own internal happiness, your own self. It's great if that then helps other people or other people appreciate it, but you can't do it for other people. Yeah, you have to set you. the goals that you want, the things that, that are, and I, I don't mean that in a selfish way. I always feel like some of this stuff comes out selfish, but really it's that being true to yourself. And if you're setting a goal based on what somebody else wants for you or from you, mm-hmm. uh, that or there's if you're just, just living your life for everyone else and not for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, just it's something to look at. It's something to think about. So uh, everything you're doing, everything you're creating, how you're living your life, just I think right now, beginning of a new year, it's just it's kind of a fun time to just reevaluate things, to just kind of look back and then, uh, you know, reflect a little bit, but then look to the future and how do you want to see things go? Like how how do you... How do you want to write the story for yourself and do it, write it down or put your vision board together or like Amanda said, whatever your system is that works for you, um, just honor yourself. And uh, I wonder what, what, what 2020 holds. I'm excited. No way to know until it happens. That's, know. that's why it's exciting. Yeah. The, the possibilities and the unknown, which is always one of my favorite things. It's endless. So... We wish you a happy new year. Happy 2020, everybody. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. And let's make this our best year yet. Let us know what your goals are and how you plan to accomplish them. Send us a message. We would. (laughs) Thewomanpreneurpodcast.com. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of our infos on our website. Thanks for joining us starting off your new year with the Womanpreneur Podcast. I'm still not wearing the hat. (laughs) Thanks for tuning into the Womanpreneur Podcast. Until next time. 
you've got this.